Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. We talk about a lot of things that are spooky, like our urban legends. Our haunted refrigerator. Cryptozoology. Our haunted freezer. The freezer is haunted. Yeah, it makes a loud noise when it gets too cold. And when we first moved in, we thought, or I thought, it was a baby raccoon that was very scared, living somewhere in our basement. Why does it have to be a baby? It sounded like a baby. (laughs) We talk about paranormal things. We talk about cryptids you already said cryptozoology didn't you i did uh well we We can just go back to the refrigerator aliens in the (laughs) fridge we talk about kind of anything spooky related we sure do every single week Lindsay and i both research a topic except for the one time when we watched a movie and we (laughs) research them separately and then talk about them for the first time on the show with each other and with each and every one of you especially you carolyn (laughs) Shout out to Carolyn. Um, (laughs) C-A-R-L-Y-N. Carolyn. Carolyn. The first person that listens to our podcast and names their kid Carolyn will send you a little surprise. Or we, or you know what? Maybe pick a new name. (laughs) Or don't listen to our advice because we're not good at it. Maybe just turn off the show. (laughs) If you're that easily influenced by a dumb name I made up, don't, don't. Please don't. So last week we talked about scary lizard people. Three-eye people, specifically in South Carolina, because Lindsay and I are sun-kissed and golden brown, just like a Kentucky Fried Chicken colonel, the one who's like, you know, beach vibes, summer boy. Yeah. We just got back from South Carolina. Yeah, we did. I'm a little more red than I am bronze. I would say red and freckly. Yeah. What am I? Mm, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bronze little Italian boy. Thank you, Lindsay. Or <laughs> grazie. That's Italian for thank you. Great. And that is a small teaser because next week we're doing uh, a foreign language podcast where we do three words in another language and then we tell you what they mean and that's it. It's about a minute and a half <laughs> and it's going to be really good. And what was the name? I forget the name of it. What was the name of it? Um, Called The Language Barrier. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really think it was that good, but okay. Well, last week you talked about where you told us legitimately scary stories that people had... Camping. Yeah, that people had while they were camping. Which, if anyone went camping recently and they have a scary story they want to add to that collection, let us know. Email us at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com or just write a small little tweeps at Spooky underscore Spouses. Yeah, talk to us. Speaking of scary stories, I almost forgot. Our two-and-a-half-year-old nephew told us a scary story when we were on our way back from getting dinner or something. Do you want to tell it? I don't remember it completely. Okay. Well, I will tell. (laughs) It's one sentence long, and he was sitting in the far back seat, and he told us this scary story. So this is Vigo, our two-and-a-half-year-old nephew's scary story. There was an egg, but it was a ghost. In it. In the egg. It was, I think it was in the egg. Oh, there was, let me start over. There was an egg, but there's a ghost in it. That's pretty, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty scary. So like, be careful when you buy eggs, I guess. Well, imagine that. You go. He's onto something. He is onto something. You crack an egg and there's, you know, no foul play. You're, you're not doing like the whole pinhole thing where you drain the eggs or whatever, but you crack an egg open, nothing inside. Except for maybe a ghost. Except for one small, yeah, like some little vapor or like a small cloud. <laughs> 
Wouldn't that be it's scary? It's a very interesting story. You know what's more scary is that like that came from his little two-year-old brain. Yes. Like where do ghosts come from? Oh, eggs? Maybe he just doesn't <laughs> like eggs. No, he loves eggs. Just ghosts are in there. He told Lindsay, uh, I was downstairs doing something, and he told Lindsay another scary story. It was, Papa's angry, he take a nap. So my brother was very... It was scary. ...was mad and took an anger nap. But either way, we're not here to talk about my mad brother. We're (laughs) We're here to talk to you guys about creepy things. Yeah. So I went first last week, and now it's your turn to go first this week. Okay. Just jump right in. I think, I mean, yeah, we've we've spent five minutes talking about Vigo <laughs> and my mad brother. So yeah, hop right in. <laughs> my mad brother. Okay, so this week I debated between a couple of things because I think I might tell a few of these little stories that I thought were creepy, little mm-hmm. mysteries, and then maybe I'll throw my other topic that I wanted to do as just like a little quick game for you. You know, I think that sounds great because you and I have not played a game in a very long time. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to call that game yet, but we'll get to it. We'll edit out the five hour long brainstorming session that Lindsay (laughs) will have. I'll leave the house totally. And it'll just be audio of Lindsay pacing around thinking about what the topic will be or what the the name for her game will be. Sure. We'll release it as a bonus episode. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just have little like... I guess they're pretty creepy, like just mysteries that are kind of never really heard of or forgotten about. Because I love little like creepy stories. Yes. Like that's my thing. That is your thing. I love lists and you love creepy stories. Yeah. So there's the first story. It's the Ricky McCormick story. Good old, yeah, just a classic Rick tale. Good old Rick tale. So this I didn't know about. So Ricky McCormick, he was just a small town man. The people in the town said that he was really polite, just seemed to kind of keep to himself, and he could barely read or write his own name. But he was found dead in, like, a parking lot, and when they searched him to find out if it was any, like, foul play or anything... They found notes in his pockets. Those like cool note things, like the little like finger trap things where you do up and over and up and like you lift up the thing. No. Okay. The FBI was trying to decipher the code for like several years of like what these notes said because they were basically just gibberish on these notes. And a lot of people, because he did not know how to spell or read or anything, they were like, maybe he had his own language or, you know, they were just trying to figure out why this was so weird. So for years, the FBI would, they're like, this is really weird that there's a code or something written down on these pieces of paper. And they released the notes to the public because people kind of knew who Ricky McCormick were around the town. And they asked for assistance saying like in hopes that maybe someone would recognize like what the code is or like be able to kind of crack it. I guess like if you knew him, maybe you'd seen like some of his scribbles before or something. Right. And maybe he had just his own language or anything like that. Also like deciphering somebody's handwritten language that's specific to them seems like it'd be super, super hard. 
Right. And basically, what they just wanted to get out of this is like trying to figure out how Ricky was killed or died or if he was murdered or anything like that. I mean, they just wanted to get any information possible because there was no foul play that looked involved. And it was just weird because he wasn't an older man. He was like in his 30s and he just happened to be there dead. So people, you know, came forward and they speculated it was about drugs. Some say that it was like a prescription list that people had like written for him that maybe he was on medications but they researched that and there wasn't many medications unless they were using like abbreviations and many presume that it was nothing more than gibberish that it was just his own thing and they don't know so it still raised a bunch of questions like who killed ricky like yeah obviously i feel like he didn't just die like this was very weird so and if the notes had anything to pertain to it and he just died mysteriously and they often thought about this case the case is still open and the thing that's interesting about it is i'm pretty sure you can look it up of the notes that were in his pockets but the thing that they realized that this is a little suspicious is because there's repeating letters Okay. So there's certain sections of repeating letters such as like T-F-R-N-E repeats a lot. T-F-R-N-E. Yeah. And then like W-L-D repeats a lot. So it's like these chunks of words that kind of keep coming back up in the letters, which makes it seem like it is a code for something. W-L-D. Wild. Wild Ricky. uh, What about... Wilma loves ducks. Do you think he was writing like an acronym? Maybe he's writing a children's book. Whoa, Larry David. That's, <laughs> maybe that's WLD. Maybe. What I don't would, know. What was what do you think it was? The at least the, the WLD. The WLD. Um maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky lazy David. Wacky little dogs. <laughs> I don't know. So it was just kind of a weird story. It's not super creepy, but it kind of was because it's these notes that nobody can figure out what they mean. And how, if if you have no basis for comparison, if it's a completely made up language specific to Rick, if it was Rick's, Rick's, Rick's spific, then how would you, yeah, how would you even begin to start deciphering that? Right. It seems like he's the only person that can decipher it and he's no longer alive. It also could be one of those things where they're completely like inconsequential. Like he just sort of started writing letters that he remembered or something if he couldn't really Maybe. write very well. WLD. I don't know. Watch. Lime dance. What? So my next story is <laughs> the disappearance of Terrence Williams and Felipe Santos. Ah. So these two men, unrelated, they did not know each other. They disappeared from Naples, Florida, three months apart under the same exact circumstances. So both men were last spotted being arrested by a deputy, Steve Calkins. Okay. And they were both pulled over and arrested for driving without a license. So neither men were taken to jail. They just disappeared. The story of the Steve, the deputy, said that he picked up both men but dropped them off at a Circle K convenience store and then kind of drove them away. So he just kind of took them away from their car, dropped them off. Wait, so the cop said he picked them up in his in, in his cruiser yes. and then just dropped them off at a gas station? Yes. So they because, had to like... So he didn't take them in. So necessarily he didn't get them in trouble. He just basically gave them a slap on the wrist saying like, 
you're driving without a license. I'm taking you away from your car. Just get out of here. Now you have to walk five miles back to your car. Right. (laughs) So there isn't much evidence to go with Santo's disappearance, but his story was actively disputed by the available evidence when it comes to Terrence's disappearance. For instance, Terrence's car, after he was picked up by the deputy, was towed and the tow operator was told that the car was just abandoned. So the deputy told this tow operator to go get the car. It was abandoned. But really, he picked up Terrence and got his car towed. So it was kind of weird. There were witnesses that saw him pull over both Terrence and arrested him. But why would he keep doing this? I mean, the only other thing I could think of is like, yeah, he didn't want to take them in and do the paperwork for it. So he just dropped him off. But both of these men ended up gone. Like yeah. never to see it. Like the last they were seen was with this deputy. And then he claims he dropped him off at a gas station somewhere down the street. And these people were never found again. I mean, okay, if there was no foul play from the deputy then him dropping him off at the Circle K. And then maybe, you know, perhaps this deputy called the towing company as like his sort of punishment for these guys. Like, oh, it's abandoned, just tow it. Right. Which is rude if that's the case. But also (laughs) it's better than perhaps spending a few nights in jail. It's very weird. But then both of the men ended up missing. Yeah, exactly. So from wherever that gas station was, if it's the same gas station or convenience store, something may have happened along that their their way back. Yeah. And these were three months apart from each other. So there's a lot of theories that raises suspicion. A lot of people call one of the theories the starlight ride, which I guess is coined basically in other words, he you it's when you drive someone like out in the wilderness or far away from civilization and you drop them off and they basically have to walk back. But most of the time people will die of like starvation or, you know, just being out in the wilderness. They don't know how to survive. Yeah, exposed to the elements or something. So in a way it's like if that is true and he did that, then it's like he's kind of a murderer. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, is this cop really, or this deputy really shady? Or did these men just get into trouble and they both just coincidence happened to never be seen again? Well, I would think at least a little bit shady just because the fact that he picked up these dudes, drove them, and then if his reasoning was not taking him in because he didn't want to do paperwork, that, that's just shady in general, or that's just lazy. Right. A lot of cases and speculation have also said that they think that maybe this deputy is a killer. I mean, maybe so. he could easily be a serial killer picking up, you know, low lives that maybe people don't necessarily care about or they don't have any people or family around them Yeah, that he's doing something weird. I don't know. There's been trials and stuff, but there's not enough evidence between either of them that they could really do anything about it. But That's bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it's really odd. They're really weird stories. Also, Florida's crazy. Yeah, Florida gets a little cray. But Naples is a really pretty part of Florida, though. I agree. That's not like usually a part where like you, it's people sketchy. Yeah, where there's alligators who like have part-time jobs and stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, the next I just think is really cool because I didn't know about it, but there is a waterfall called the Devil's Kettle. Oh. And it's in northern Minnesota. I think that's also uh, a brewing company. Devil's Kettle? I think so. I don't know. It's in northern Minnesota, and it's where one half of the waterfall falls into a hole in the rocks. And oh, it's sweet. said that that water or anything that goes in that hole is never seen again. What? A bunch of geologists have thrown stuff down there and tried to, like, get a theory of where that water goes, and they don't know where that water comes out at. What? It just, like, is gone. So I guess you gotta, like, hop on your, like, put on your snorkel and just dive in and just hope for the best. Well, I don't know if the hole is necessarily as big as that. Like, I think it's just smaller and it just kind of, like, okay. The water just vanishes? They they don't know where the water goes. They've put things down there to, like, they've tried to dye the water to, like, see if that dyed water will come out the rocks or, like, anything else. And it's just never seen again. What? That's I'm just thinking, like, it is going somewhere. And, like, there's just a bunch of, like, rubber ducks and, like, random stuff. (laughs) Like, teddy bears and stuff, like, all thrown in somewhere. They're all all busy looking down at the devil's kettle, but the water's coming out right behind them. But it's, like, spraying (laughs) up really big, like, you know, like a fat, like a, like a fountain or something or it's like going it's like coming up through someone's like toilet yeah seriously why is this why are these like thermometers coming up in my toilet why is my toilet bright green (laughs) do you think the water might just go straight to heck that's what they that's why it's called the devil's kettle they think it's just a hole to nowhere to heck to heck i don't know maybe okay i just thought the devil's kettle was kind of cool i agree the last one that i have and then we'll play a quick little game yes is the uvb 76 oh the buzzer the radio station oh okay i was gonna make up a joke like it was like a new samsung phone (laughs) no it sounds like a boat but yeah it for sure does the buzzer the radio station it's a radio station that produces a show and then it also broadcasts a buzzing noise at the same rate okay so i don't know exactly what that means because i'm not good with radio terminology but i'm thinking that there's a buzzing noise that's always in the background of this show or of that radio station yeah so it is sometimes and often interrupted with russian voices saying stuff like command 135 initiated or just random little sayings and it's really weird and everybody can listen to it uvb the buzzer 76 the buzzer you know the old it's an old radio show yeah uvb 76 the buzzer and it's often said that there are russian voices and interruptions and it's just really weird and it just seems like it's purposeful and we don't know why it's there that's bizarre like i don't they don't know why they have the purpose of like it interrupting that's insane. That's like if really it's weird. like a secret way for people to communicate or if it's like U.S. trying to spy on Russia or like, I don't know, it's like a weird, maybe like, oh yeah, Russian spies aren't necessarily likely to listen to the radio show The Buzzer. So maybe that's how we can listen in. Do you think I don't it's, know. Do you think it's like some sort of a covert thing where it's owned by or it's like operated by Russians broadcasting back to Russians? I don't know. It often gets it often gets radio interference and it's usually Russian voices. I wonder if that buzzing is like an encrypted sound where like put through the proper speakers or software where you can sort of fl- uh, flip. So like the the radio that we're hearing ends up becoming quieter and the buzzing ends up being amplified or like and like decrypted somehow to where then that's like this weird creepy 
message that's coming across. Maybe. I don't know. It's oh just a weird gosh. thing. Like, I didn't research a ton about it, but I was like, well, is that why it's called the buzzer? Because it's like a buzzing noise in the back? Well, I I'm think... Like, I think it's just the bird. <laughs> well, the buzzard. <laughs> the buzzard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I think it's actually important that you and I, you know, like, I'm realizing this now. I think it's actually important or vital to our show that we do not research stuff fully because then if we were if 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 we did we would just be spouting all these facts and then we wouldn't be able to like speculate and talk about it where's the mystery where's yeah where is it (laughs) i don't know (laughs) okay so this will be kind of an interesting game so basically it's sort of like a riddle that you have to figure out but it's not necessarily a riddle answer it's kind of like you need to tell me what is off about this okay So I'm not necessarily going to be like, and why was that like that? (laughs) It's going to be more like, what's weird about this story? Okay. So So the riddle is you basically have to figure out why is the story kind of creepy. Okay. I'm ready for it. Did you come up with a name yet while you were talking about your your stuff? Um, no. Okay. (laughs) Wait, can I name the game? Sure. Why is this like this? Why is this creepy like this? Okay, so the first one is, I'll just read the story. Okay. You tell me. Why is this like this? Why is this like this? Okay. (laughs) Okay, a few minutes ago, I was taking a shower and I heard a scream from the living room. I got out of the bath and ran out there naked. When I got there, I saw a burglar standing over the dead bodies of my mom, my dad, and my sister. When the burglar saw me, he jumped out of the window and ran off. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Like, besides the fact that there are bodies, what weird issue is there in the story? You're in the shower. You heard a scream. You run out. A burglar has stabbed, probably, your mom, your dad, and your sister. And then the burglar says, oopsie. See ya. <laughs> and runs away, just jumps out the window? You're just, you're throwing in all these assumptions, though. What assumptions? The the the, the stabbing? How would I give you the answer to the first one so you can kind of get the feel of what you're supposed to be looking for? Let me give you a guess and then tell me the answer after I guess, because what if I, what if I crush it right away? Crush it. Okay. The burglar was actually the Hamburglar and your family was already dead and... Hamburglar was like, ah, no burgers. And also a corpse, uh, three corpses. (laughs) Well, no. Oh. But, okay, so the taste of it, because it's kind of a hard, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Because it's not a riddle, but it is a riddle. Well, why is this like this? So think about, you have to really think about the words of the story. I was trying really hard. And it said, once the person got out of the shower... Yeah. He heard a scream. One scream. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring that up. So that's weird. Yes. And he, when you left and got there from the shower, you saw the burglar standing over the dead bodies of my mom, dad, and sister. When the burglar saw me, he jumped out of the window, window and ran off. Doesn't assume that the burglar killed your family. Okay. So what does that mean? That you killed him before you showered? And the yeah. guy broke into your house? Yeah. Oh. So like creepy turn. Oh, so this this could be this could be called um M night Sh- or like Shyamalan riddles. <laughs> Why? Cuz they're Cuz there's always a twist. Oh, okay. Shyamalan riddle Shyamalan? Shyamalan riddles. Shyamalan riddles. Okay. So yeah, they're a little weird but they're kind of interesting because it's like, "Oh, I felt really bad for this person, but now I'm like, oh, 
creeper. Well, also that someone jumped out of the shower. Presumably, they weren't done showering, so maybe they're still covered in blood, and they're butt naked, and they run at you, and they jump out of the bathroom, and you're just trying to rob the place casually. Yeah, bad house to pick. Well, yeah, it's probably, that would be a really terrifying. Poor burglar. <laughs> yeah, terrifying okay, visual. Okay, so here's the next one. I'm ready for the next one. I was really scared last night after I read a really creepy story on this website I always visit. It made it worse that my parents were away and I was alone in the house. I switched on all the lights in my room and in the hall leading to the bathroom. That calmed me down a little bit. The only scary thing that happened when I was finished showering and went back to my room was I switched the light on and at that exact moment, a handbag fell off the chair. It made me jump. The weird thing to me is that this is another shower-centric riddle. (laughs) They really like showers. Who's they? The the the, the narrators. Cu- the 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 curators of the Shyamalan Riddle Club. Yes. Man, I really like showers. I mean, they are really hard. I will. I will. Not say for that. me. Not for my cool brain. But when you hear the answer, you're like, oh, ew. But this one's like seems so ordinary, kind of. And they are kind of ordinary, but then they get spooky once you figure out what was off. Okay, so the only off thing that I'm picking up is that the narrator said that they turned on all the lights Mm -hmm. and the hallway light, took a shower, came back to the room, and then turned their light on. So that's what I'm thinking is the thing, and you're looking at me like I have crushed it. You have crushed it. Mark Price used to play for the Cavs. (laughs) That's the only basketball thing I know. So, yeah, basically, she went and took a shower, and all the lights were on because she was scared. And when she came back, no one was home, and someone had turned the lights off. So she didn't even notice that the lights were turned off, and she had to come turn them back on. That's creepy. So there was obviously something in the house with her. Okay, so this next one was, I found an ancient book on black magic. It explains how to put a curse on someone. Oh, good. So they they got it at Hogwarts. This is what was written in the instructions. If you follow these steps correctly, the curse will be placed on the person of your choosing. However, if you make one small mistake, the curse will be placed on you instead. So be careful. Do you wish to proceed? Of course I do. I have an enemy. There is someone I hate with all my heart. Someone I wish would die horribly. Jeez, Lens. I know. And they're in the shower. (laughs) I went to a place to curse on this person. That's why I searched for this book of black magic. I want this curse to work. So I'll follow the steps exactly. Step one, close your eyes and imagine the face of your enemy. That's simple. I couldn't forget this person's face even if I wanted to. Step two, imagine the curse you want to place on your enemy and what it would do to them. I want this person to suffer the worst kind of pain imaginable. I want them to be suffering so much they wish they are dead. Step three, open your eyes. That's it. (laughs) So the steps are to close your eyes. What's the creepy part about this? Yeah, visualize the person's face. Step two, think about what you want to happen to that person. And then step three, open your eyes. Yes. Now remember, if you screw up any of these steps, the curse will be placed on you. Were they looking in a mirror as soon as they got out of the shower? (laughs) No, there's no shower in this one. I think there's a shower somewhere hidden (laughs) hidden in this one. There might be a shower. I have no idea. The fact that there's really no step three, it just says open up. That's it. 
Well, do you want me to let you, do you want me to give you the answer? Tell me the Shyamalan answer. Yes, please. Okay, so it says that you have to do this black magic. Otherwise, you have to do, if you do a small mistake, the curse will be placed on you instead. The reader made a big mistake. Oh, they were not in the shower. No. Oh, okay. Step one says, close your eyes and imagine the face of your enemy. Mm -hmm. Step three says, open your eyes. So technically, you weren't supposed to be reading step two because your eyes were still supposed to be closed. So you basically, the curse will just jinx you every time. What a fun little thing. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So it was kind of a, it's kind of just a black magic curse that just screws you over. It's almost in a way a really good life lesson. Instead of being spiteful and wishing ill on someone, you're going to, you're going to be the one who gets ferocious diarrhea. Yeah. And not the bad, not the, the, the bad one. The bad one. (laughs) And this is just a simple little riddle. This is just a riddle. Just a regular, a reg riddle. This is just a reg, like your standard run-of-the-mill riddle. And I just thought it was a good, creepy one. Okay. The person who bought it sold it. Mm -hmm. The person who bought it never used it. The person who used it never saw it. What is it? Bought it, sold it. Bought it, never used it. Used it, never saw it. The person who built it sold it. Oh, wait. Built it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said bought it. Oh, did I? I think so. Okay. The person who built it sold it. Yes. The person who bought it never used it. The person who used it never saw it. What is it? They built it. They sold it. They bought it. They never used it. They used it. They never saw it. What is it? Internet. (laughs) No. (laughs) Wi-Fi. No. 4G LTE. No. I have no idea. Nothing? No. Built it. Sold it. Okay, great. And it's a chair. Uh, (laughs) Bought it. Sold it. Or bought it. Never used it. Okay, that's fine. So maybe they didn't sell it again, and maybe this person's uh, cousin used it, but they never saw it. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Do you want the answer? I want the answer. I'm giving up. It's a coffin. Oh. The person who built it sold it. The person who bought it never used it, and the person who used it never saw it. That's really good. It's a coffin. Also creepy. Creepy coffin. Well, good. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Sorry that the riddles were a little difficult. Well, they weren't that difficult for me because I'm almost like too smart. Yeah. You Uh, did get the second one. Ask me, ask me a number. Seven. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you very much. (laughs) What do you think? Some haunted housekeeping and then we'll come back and then we'll, I have my topic. Sounds good. Okay. We will see each and every one of you in three, two, one. So our first sponsor this week is brand new uh, and exclusive to our show. It's Muzzam Backpacks. So Muslim Backpacks reached out to us recently and asked if we would be ambassadors, which makes us feel very special and fun and important, even though we're not very important. Just a little bit. (laughs) Maybe just a little bit. Molly thinks we're important. Muslim Backpacks, it's a new company, M-U-Z-M-M, and they have a very small selection of backpacks specifically designed for traveling and sort of being a three-in-one backpack uh, sort of a deal. So if you're traveling anytime soon, if you're going back to school, whether it's elementary school for all of our eight-year-old listeners, or you're going 
to college or perhaps you're an educator or you just need a new diaper bag, it doesn't matter. Muslim backpacks are pretty versatile. They're three-in-one travel backpack slash shoulder bag slash a duffel bag. They're made of canvas, the lining's polyester. They have two different sizes of each of their styles. Their large one, which is one that I just ordered, will hold a laptop up to 15 and a half inches. There's a water bottle pocket. You can fit seven to eight pairs of clothes inside, some shoes, a water bottle like I just mentioned, a makeup bag. They also have really cool designs and I feel like they'd make great travel bags as well. They have ones with a bunch of flowers on them, some standard black and gray, and a pink one or watermelon, which it's summertime, I ordered the watermelon. Some very in floral patterns, like those big tropical leaves and stuff like that. Um, they gotten great reviews and I'm excited to get mine. And when I do, I will let you guys know how it is. So we don't have a very clever coupon code because I was, I filled out the form wrong, but our coupon code, if you want to go to Muslim Backpack com. Search them on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and use the code JRDNREAD. That's my name without the O or the A in the front, all lowercase. And if you use the coupon code JRDNREAD, all one word, all lowercase, you'll get 10% off of your first purchase. Or I think of any purchase, you can sort of go back and buy a bunch. Yeah, and they're reasonably priced bags as well for what you're getting. I agree. L Lindsay and I both have some big travel bags. We don't like to check our luggage when we travel. We just carry on our bags. And their small bag is 55 and their larger bag is 60. We have comparable bags in size and I think we paid upwards like a little over $100 each for those bags. And they look sturdy and durable and Yeah, fun. so check them out. What was the website again? M-U-Z-M-M.com, muzzum.com, and use the code J-R-D-N-READ to get 10% off of your first purchase or of any purchase of your backpack. Our next sponsor this week is our favorite mushroom buddies at Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic makes getting the nutritional benefits of mushrooms, if you don't want to eat them, or if you don't want to carry around a pocket full of cremini mushrooms, pretty easy. They have instant coffee mushroom blends, hot cocoa mushroom blends, which I just made one, and it was very good. It's sort of like a Mexican hot chocolate sort of a thing, a lot of cinnamon, very, very nice. Superfood blends, elixirs. We also have some of their mushroom matcha green tea and it makes getting the nutritional benefits of mushrooms easy. You just got to drink something that tastes nice. Yeah, and I drink my coffee every morning, so what better way to have delicious coffee and the nutrition of mushrooms in one? I agree, Linz. Uh, they have certain mushroom blends, including reishi mushrooms, which are good for your lungs and your immune system, lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, all sorts of fun little mushroom buddies. And they don't look as heinous as the regular mushrooms themselves. Lion's mane looks like a big puffball uh, with icicles and stuff. It looks very weird. But now it's just a powder and you don't even have to think about what they look like. They're not even scary to look at. So if you want to try Four Sigmatic, you can get 10% off your first order with our coupon code SCAVTRUFFLE at the checkout. Yep, that's S-C-A-V truffle. Why not go over there right now before we continue the show, order mushrooms, wait a while, drink the mushroom stuff, and then begin listening to the rest of the show with us. And tell us what you think. Again, that is foursigmatic.com. Use our code SCAVTRUFFLE to get 10% off of some sippable shrooms. Welcome back, each and every one of you. We hope by this time you now have just only your iPhone 
or your Android in the back of your backpack from Muzzum. Maybe you got the bigger one because you thought it'd be funny because your phone's really small and you're listening to us on your headphones and you're drinking some mushroom coffee. Who knows? I don't know. But my topic this week is I dived into aliens a little bit a few weeks ago right. when we were at the, the Madison Seminary, right. which is very scary. But I decided this week, maybe a bunch of us, maybe you and I or Carlin, our listener, maybe we've been abducted by aliens and we don't even know it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like like the government is aliens. <laughs> Are you? Is this a political thing? Wait, just say the government is aliens again so people can extract it and maybe use it as like a ringtone. Ready? Go. The government is aliens? Yeah, I think that's very cool. And that's like a very controversial thing to say. What I'm saying is that maybe there's some crazy alien technology that we don't know about yet or that we can't comprehend or that like the men in black little flashy erasy things that Will Smith used. Yeah. And who was the other guy? The, uh... Um, the I one, forget. The man. I want to say Leslie Nielsen. It's not Leslie. <laughs> it's not Leslie Nielsen. No. Either way, Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. But maybe there's some alien technology that's just beyond our comprehension, and we've been abducted maybe multiple times. So there are ways to figure out if you've been abducted. Oh, yeah. If you don't remember being abducted. Okay. So these are a few. So you don't know you're abducted. You're just like, maybe I have in my life. Yeah, and you want to like run through a checklist, a yes or a no checklist to see if you've been abducted or not. So anytime I did something stupid, I was probably abducted. Well, I'm not sure. That might be on this list. I'm just going to use that excuse now. But like maybe you've woken up with like a weird rash or a weird thing on your neck. Or maybe right. you had trouble walking. I don't know. These, are, these might be symptoms or, uh, yeah, symptoms of post-alien abduction. Maybe we're in an alien spaceship right now and we don't even know it. Okay. This is just like we're in the Matrix in an alien ship. Hmm. So this list is huge. So what I'm going to do is next week I'll continue with this list. Cliffhanger, building suspense. Okay. But there are different categories. So the first category that I'm going to get into is maybe you've been abducted or experimented on during bedtime. So this is this is the bedtime list. Right. The slumber party alien abduction list. Maybe if you have chronic insomnia, you may have been abducted before. Or you just have insomnia. Or you have insomnia, yes. But it's either one of those two. It's <laughs> okay. Not, it's not it, anything else. No, it's not. It's not too, anxiety. It's, it's not, not coffee. Caffeine. Having a cold. Nope. It's not being too warm when you're staying at a place that's unfamiliar. No, mm -hmm. it's either insomnia or you've been abducted by aliens. Okay. Perhaps you hear a tapping or a humming noise directly before you fall asleep. Okay. But that, that could be paranormal related too. Yes. But it also... Ghost aliens? Well, I think it's safe Are to assume... kind of aliens? No, they're ghosts. Okay. But you can have a ghost <laughs> of an alien. Like oh. if we're watching the movie Predator. Predator yeah. Predator's an alien. Arguably one of the coolest aliens alive. Alive yeah. in Hollywood. A predator gets its head chopped off. And then that predator, I'm sure, could exist as a ghost. Right? Ghost predator. It's all energy. It's all energy. That's all it is. Just when you thought predator couldn't get any scarier. Yeah, ghost predator. Impossible to kill. you can't kill him. That's, I think you've just created a movie and a tagline for that movie. Just when you thought predator couldn't get any worse. <laughs> now you can't kill him. So there. Ghost predators. You know how this movie is going to end. Deal with it. <laughs> well, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to blow up the, or no, the, 
the the predator is going to blow itself up spoilers but predator's been out since like the 80s so i think it's instead okay. of trying to kill it why don't you just try to befriend it and then you could co-habitat with ghost predator well, i think with predator in general right yeah, I mean, just like, like he's gonna try to eat you yes and he's very strong and is dressed like tarzan so like just feed him maybe yeah like maybe he's just really hungry i mean think about the alien movies as well with sigourney weaver and everybody like maybe he's just trying to find his sunglasses instead of sh- yeah instead of shooting him has he's anyone ever mad. asked yeah has anyone asked like are you how are you feeling alien yeah what's up with you nothing you tell me how you are <laughs> I think that would be a really good movie. The, like the the brand new Predator movie, Predator Buddies, or like Predator BFFs. Predator? Question mark. See, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, so you've been abducted or meddled with by aliens. If you have insomnia, right before you fall asleep, you hear tapping or humming. Now this one's a little bit. Well, I. I think it's funny saying this is the one that's a little bit suspect, but whatever. You may dream of aliens and UFOs directly, or you may dream of vaguely mysterious beings, but remember none of the details except the ones. They had very, very large eyes. So you just dream of aliens with big eyes. Yes, but you don't remember that they were aliens. You just remember, like, if I woke up, oh, I just had a nightmare. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm also sleeping. I'm like, well, please wake up. Let me tell you my dream. Oh, I can't remember. But I do remember that whatever creatures were in my dream had gigantic eyeballs. I don't think I've ever had an alien dream. I don't think I have either. So we've probably never been abducted. Well, that's one that we can check off. Well, that's good. I've had trouble sleeping before. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we've been abducted by those ones. Probably. Uh, another one. You have the feeling you're being watched, especially as you're dozing off. Or you wake up in the middle of the night because you think someone or something is watching you. You may have even seen a shadowy figure standing around the bed or staring at you, which I equate that as being more paranormal. Than alien related. Or there's a nude man in your ceiling who had broken through the ceiling tiles and is now standing at the foot of your bed. Like the one story I had. Mm-hmm. When he, uh, Homeboy was done too much Coachella powder <laughs> and was going crazy. Broke all their stuff and left. But have you ever fallen asleep and thought like, I feel like I'm being watched or woken up and thought that I thought I was being watched while I was asleep? Yeah, but I don't think I thought that until I remember when I was like a teenager, I heard a story about a man that was caught and side note, scary story that he was breaking into women's home at night and watching them sleep. Oh, I hate that. Not doing anything, just like... Not doing anything else. Not taking anything, not touching them, not doing anything, just strictly watching them sleep. And he was caught because somebody actually woke up and saw him doing that, reported him, and that's what he admitted. He said he just liked to watch women sleep. Was this in Madison? No. Oh. I don't know where it was. Ugh. But I heard that story when I was a teenage girl, and then now I feel like I still have anxiety, like going to sleep sometimes, because I'm like, what if I opened my eyes and someone was just watching me and that's all they were doing yeah no thanks like it wasn't like a burglar or murderer it was like you just wanted to watch me sleep i don't like that one bit so i'm sorry if you have that fear now too everyone (laughs) (laughs) i mean would you rather someone break in at night and just take something and go okay there was for sure someone in the house because they took my favorite candle yes 
Also, somewhat innocent. Or someone break in, not touch a thing, be very tidy, but just watch you asleep. Yeah, because you know that's just some weird fetish. I hate that. I don't like that one. I don't like that one bit. Another one is sleepwalking in general. This list uh, makes it known that there is no alcohol involved in the sleepwalking. Just sleepwalking in general. I used to do that when I was little. Well, you also used to sleep in a tent in a giant cornfield. So maybe that's why as well, because aliens (laughs) always land in cornfields. Oh. Remember? No. (laughs) I don't know. No, I used to. I don't think I sleepwalk now, but I used to when I was little. I used to go pee in the garbage can in the kitchen. That's right. You told me that story. Yeah. My dad would just let me do it. Cool dude. My mom, not so happy about peeing in the garbage can in the kitchen. (laughs) I think it was just because I was sleepy and little and like I could barely wake up and I had to go to the bathroom and then I would just like stumble into the kitchen. At least I peed in the trash can. Yeah, which is great. Instead of like peeing somewhere else. Like you opened up the the, the oven and like peed in the oven. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I could have. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For the first few seconds or minutes after waking up, you are paralyzed and can't move your body. Now, to me, that seems like sleep paralysis. Yeah. Which a lot of people, whether it's paranormal or involved with aliens or whatever, use sleep paralysis as this sort of unexplained, quote unquote, I guess, phenomena to where they equate it to either alien uh, involvement or paranormal activity or something like that, where it's just sleep paralysis. I I think the weird thing is just your brain is crazy and no one understands it and it just does weird things. Molly is back from her little puppy daycare and now she's very excited. She's been quiet this whole time except for right now. Well, she ate her dinner. And it's dinner time for Molly, <laughs> and she's just letting us know that she's still here, and she doesn't like when we talk about spooky things. So Lindsay's going to pet Molly, and I'm going to read more of my <laughs> list. The last one for bedtime for bedtime uh, things with aliens is when you wake up and find small drops of blood on your pillow, but oh. there's no explanation for how they got there. Hmm. I will I will debunk that one right now, as I'm sure everyone else is. When I was younger and I'd sleep, I would get bloody noses. Yeah. And then you'd wake up and there'd be blood on your pillow. And like sometimes maybe it's just a little bit. Sometimes it's a lot. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Or like maybe you had a zit that you popped on your face and it bled a little bit. Yeah. So we can say out of that first list, you've maybe been affected by sleepwalking. And there was once or twice where it was hard for you to fall asleep and you felt watched uh, when you like right when you woke up, you've been startled like, oh, what if I'm being watched? Yeah. Okay, so that's three out of six. Three out of six. So fifty percent chance, at least while you're sleeping, you've been abducted by aliens. Mm. So do we need to call an ambulance? No, I'll just make sure I don't. You don't what? Be watched by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> be abducted by aliens. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And I will <laughs> I will also do the same thing. Okay. Okay. The second category is on the road alien involvement. Okay. You ready? Yes. Your car breaks down unexpectedly with no explanation, often soon after you've spotted a UFO. So I'm assuming... You see a UFO, your, your, car, car breaks your car breaks down, and then maybe you don't remember anything after that. That mm-hmm. means that you've been abducted by an alien. If I saw a UFO and then my car broke down and I didn't remember anything afterwards, I would call news channel whatever. 
and I would say for sure, hey, I've been abducted. You can x-ray me. Let's do MRIs. Let's do CAT scans. But would you want to call the media, though? Because you know the media is either going to make a big deal out of it, and it's probably going to be against you. It's going to be like, weirdo thinks that he saw something, <laughs> or it's going to be like, you know, anti-Trump supporter tries to say aliens are killing us all. Like, there's going to be some big story that's unnecessary. I would love the headline because of how vague it would be. Weirdo thinks he saw something. <laughs> <laughs> which would be anything weird well, like that, any know, type of weirdo you know people love it weirdo thinks he saw something <laughs> and they would like show like ridiculous pictures of you and like i hope they would i think i would hope those would be hard to find well well the government i don't know there's quite a few selfies on my cell phone alone of you of you huh and if the media i love you but if the media offered us like a mill for some photos. Yeah, they're going to the media. I would say... You could be my weirdo. I would say... Oh, thanks, Lindsay. You're my weirdo. <laughs> I would say, sell me out as soon as you could so you and I could make some money. And we'd be fine for at least a little while. Yeah. Okay, car breaks down. You see a UFO. Great. Cool. That one seems very straightforward. The next one, you pull over to the side of the road. And the next thing you remember is standing next to your car or driving your car. Hours have passed, maybe days have passed, but you have no idea what happened from point A driving to point B, either standing next to your car or whatever. Right. Which is dangerous. Which is very dangerous. I mean, there's that whole thing when you're driving when like, I don't know if this is true at all, probably not, where they say like it's the safest time to be driving when you sort of daydream or zone out for a second and then all yeah. of a sudden you're back maybe we've all been abducted right then and there mm. because it's kind of hard to be like piece that part together like when you're daydreaming or when you're zoning out yeah when you're driving it's, i don't feel like that's very safe no it's not i mean unless you just have people that are texting and driving which i think it's probably safer if you've been abducted by aliens and you're driving than texting and driving. Oh, I would agree a thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do it. Don't do it. And also, if you have a choice, don't get abducted by aliens. If you can <laughs> help it. Don't do it. Has anyone ever tried just saying like, come play well, off? Well, that works for paranormal stuff sometimes. Like some people say like, you cannot be in my body. And they're like, all right, whoa, easy. We're just coming to, we're just And then the ghost around. is like, I'm just trying to like have a thing with you. Oh, like a romance. No, like just a buddy. Oh, like a special bud? Because usually my friends, I try to get inside their bodies. <laughs> Anyways. The last one with driving is you have the sense that you've levitated to pass through solid objects such as doors or the roof of your car, perhaps as aliens lifted you into their spaceship. Now, hmm. this is the most common one. We can all yeah. relate. I mean, that I can... levitation. If I had a nickel... For every time I felt like I've walked through my car, Is I would that have. What happens with David Blaine? Oh my gosh, four million dollars! I think that's what happens to David Blaine. How does David he even... Blaine just he gets slightly abducted and then he they let him go? Yeah, but he's not in a car, so that might fall into another category. He sold his soul to the aliens. He might have. And they levitate him. He can sit in ice for a long time. He can stand on a tall pole for a while. He can, uh, like, spit up a dead fly and then it comes back to life. He can resuscitate pigeons in the park. 
Which, okay, so I understand it's magic and I understand the love of magic and all this stuff. But, like, some of the stuff David Blaine does is, like, why'd you think of that one? Or how? Like, why do you want to swallow a fly and then spit it up? Or swallow a goldfish and then, like, barf out three goldfish. Or, like, why do you want to go stand on a pole that's, like, what, 50 stories high? Or why do you want to get your own eyes tattooed on your arm? (laughs) (laughs) Because he has that. He has his own eyeballs tattooed on his arm. Yeah. I mean, you can, you have your eyeballs. I know, but maybe he needs two pairs. I mean, that's almost like, or it's very similar to just getting a really well done portrait of yourself uh, tattooed onto your own body. Like Steve-O? Like Steve-O. So Steve-O and David Blaine are like kind of on the same page, I think, with tattoos. Yeah, but I will say that Steve-O is maybe self-aware in a different way to where he's like, oh, this will be really funny. And I don't really equate David Blaine. Maybe that's his way of being funny. Maybe that's that Blaine way. I don't know if David Blaine is very funny. Is he? I don't know. Maybe that's the biggest trick that he's ever played on anyone. I'm actually hilarious. I'm actually really funny. <laughs> Ask my mom. But I've asked my mom. She writes down all of my jokes I tell, <laughs> and she saves them in David Blaine's goof book. <laughs> Do you think that's the thing? Probably. Okay. Well, it's a thing now for sure. If anyone knows where we can find David Blaine's goof book, or maybe there's a compilation of David Blaine with like yakety sax playing in the background doing the moonwalk or something fun, let us know. Yeah. You can email us the link. Because that's a thing people do is email YouTube <laughs> links back and forth at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. Or you can just send us the link on Twitter or even Instagram if you'd like. And we are on both of thems at Spooky underscore Spouses. We would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and you will be hearing in probably two minutes at the end of our episode. Thank you, Eli. You can find Eli on Twitter at Eli Who Does Music. You can do, you can just do that. <laughs> We'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network, all the great podcasts over there and supportive peeps. Yeah, check the Scavengers Network out on social media. There's also a website. We have shows on the network such as Academy Outcasts, Historical Hotties, State Your Case, a new Monster of the Week game called Myth Takes. The Bad Pen Pal, Journey Under 30, EQ&A, a lot of good stuff. A very versatile group of podcasts and people. Yeah, and thank you, you listeners, for being super cool and wanting to hang out with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by, even if it's through audio or through speakers or headphones or whatever, thanks for kick, hey, thanks for kicking it with us, everybody. Yeah, maybe if you met us in person, you probably wouldn't want to listen to us anymore. Why is that? (sighs) Because we're too cool. No, I think it's the opposite. Yeah, I think that you and I are painfully dull in real life. (laughs) Like, I got excited yesterday to mow the grass, and then I thought, nah, maybe I won't. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to mow the grass. And then I ended up not doing it because I think I'm going to do it as soon as we're done recording. And I got super stoked about a new Netflix documentary about murder. Yeah, and that's fine. And that was pretty much summed up our Saturday night. Yes, Staircase. It's very good. (laughs) It's good. Yeah, watch it. Let us know what you think. Or... We're undecided. Yeah, we are. Well, I think we're a little split. Yeah. But I think that's okay. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give anything away. No. He's an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, good way to look at it. Thank you. Anyways. In the meantime, until next Monday... Have a gruesome but cute Friday next, this coming one. 
have a predator oh. pastime week. <laughs> <laughs> have a have an Arnold Schwarzenegger sort of a week, but like when he was like really cool and in a lot of movies, and he's just a muscle muscle boy. Have a Tommy Lee Jones Tuesday, if you remember it, because hey. of the flashies. Flashy Fridays. Well, see you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Loosen on my pipes. (laughs) Pipe, pipe, pipes. Molly, do you want to loosen up your pipes? No, don't wake her up. She's sleeping.